Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2020. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're going to be looking at two albums released in 2020. Tonight, we're kicking things off with Kenny Chesney's Here and Now. And we'll finish things off with Far From Home by Aubrey Sellers. All right, so here we are with our country music week. And uh, as we said at the end of the episode last week, that not only are it, are none of us really versed in country music, uh, we all kind of have an active distaste for country music to some degree. Uh, and at least with uh, Kenny Chesney's album, did that do anything to sway your opinion on the it, modern country? It proved me right. <laughs> it proved me so right. I kind of forgot, so I I had heard the name Kenny Chesney before, and so I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that. That's a pop country name I recognize. And then as I started listening to it, I realized it's like Florida beach bum country, which is like the lowest form of pop country. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Chesney's been a big name for a long time. I know he's very famous. I've heard his name a ton, even though I never listened to country music, and yeah, it's just this is not good. I mean, like, so let's be fair to it. Let's let's put it in some context. It's it's a pop country album, and it does that. It yep. sounds fine. There's not. I mean, you know, it hits most of the standard country talking points. You know, money doesn't buy happiness. I live in a small town. Whatever. I mean, that Tucson, Arizona shout out. He did I shout did out Tucson. That. Yes. Uh, what, was that all? Uh, was called "Knowing You"? I think I don't remember the song, but I do remember Happy that. Does. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, cool. so yeah, it's it, it hits all that stuff. And if this, you know, if this came on on like the radio and you heard it one song at a time over the course of five hours listening to pop country on the radio, it wouldn't I would stand crash my out. car on purpose. <laughs> but but there's nothing here. Like yeah. so, there's I will nothing say here that, beyond yeah. that. My my closest. Com- my take on this album is basically the same exact take I have on uh, what was it, Selena Gomez. This doesn't sound terrible. It sounds fine, I guess. But this sounds exactly like the same pop country music that was coming out in the 90s. There has been no level of artistic evolution in the medium in almost 30 years so this is hilarious you say that this sounds exactly like garth brooks (laughs) the second i finished this album i went to my list and i'm like i where's selena gomez and dropped it right under that (laughs) exactly the same thing (laughs) this is just it this is pop country it's the same pop country that you heard 25 30 years ago and it's the same thing throughout. Like, really, there's 12 songs on this album, but really, there's two songs on this album. There's the upbeat pop country, and then there's the sad pop country. And it's just like, one of them will, like, each song will pick which of those two, and it will be the exact same thing. <laughs> I will what see this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this album was exactly what I expected it to be. I mean, I don't think I've ever predicted something so well. That's not because I'm good at predicting shits, because like this Brandon was said, the most pop country hasn't evolved in 30 time. years. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's so bad because like I know we talked about this actually on the Santa Gomez episode. Like, pop music is certainly 
a genre that rewards playing it safe much more so than being experimental and country and is very much the same thing in that regard it rewards the old standards the old practices and kind of like what we were saying on the um on the gordon lightfoot episode with folk music like you're kind of supposed to do the old thing but as opposed to either folk or pop music folk and pop do change just slower just very slow um folks folk slower than pop and but country has just been completely stagnant yeah, I mean, yeah. And co- country music is just pop music for people that don't live in cities. Yeah, yeah, like, to some degree. But the sad part is for me is that there's no reason why country music has to be stagnant. There's no reason why it has to all sound the same. It's just that's the people what's that happened. listen to country, that's what they want. Yeah, I know that's a problem. I mean, I agree with you, but like, yeah, but there's no reason country can't evolve and can't produce new stuff. I mean, hey, let's not completely disregard the few years span after 9-11 where country evolved into just total military bootlicking. <laughs> What's that one song, though, that's like the worst example of that, but a complete banger? I have no idea. You know what my, my country extreme, extreme guilty pleasure is? What? If the South would have won, we'd have had it made by... Uh, uh, he's a junior. It is the most heinous, appallingly racist song I've ever heard. I'm but it's kind of a banger right now. If oh, the, God, it's, uh, it's, Hank, it's Hank Williams Jr., I believe. That sounds uh, like something. Yep, that is Hank Williams is, Jr. That's a remember banger of a got, song. When they kicked him off Monday Night Football. Oh Man, yeah, impressive I vaguely to get remember. Kicked off Monday Night Football. That takes, especially yeah. when you wrote the theme song for it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, a little, a little uh, sidetrack, but I mean, I think part of the reason for that is like I don't think any of us have anything to say about this album. No, um, I will say so. I like the album a little more than I expected to, based on the opening guitar chords of the first track that are straight from hell. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as this album started, like, oh no! I thought it was going to be atrocious, and it was a little less atrocious than I expected it to be. So. I will say, I did dislike this album less than I was expecting to dislike this album. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we'll remember, like, I, I kind of made the argument that Selena Gomez was acceptable. And now, she's way at the bottom of my list, and so is this. But, but this had exactly the same problem, where it's just like, yeah, it's, I mean... It's fine. It doesn't hurt the ears. If you're not paying attention, it blends into the bed. I mean, it's fine. It's just really any album that did anything is going to be better than this. I have yeah. seven albums worse than this, and that saddens me. No, yeah, I definitely have several worse than this as well. Me too, but those were all heinously bad. Like, yeah, those things true. are actively bad. Yeah. This is like the perfect neutral. This is if you did anything bad. good, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Does this replace? Uh... Um, what is a uh, Tame Impala in that regard? No, it's, it's very, well, very close to Tame Impala. <laughs> see, I, I think quality wise, I still think Tame Impala is way better than this, even though they are both probably about equally boring. There's one other artist from the South that's right next to this on my list as well. Oh, dang. Lil Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> Funeral. 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 Concept album, guys. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm already out of things to say on this album. Yeah, I'm like, done. Let's. We've I spent didn't too hate much it as time. much as I was expecting to, but it this did nothing but reinforce my beliefs on modern pop country. Like, yeah, exactly the same boat for me. And I, I feel like this one was almost like a waste of time having us review it, because if anyone wants to listen to this, they've almost certainly already heard this. My um, recommendation is don't listen to this album. My other recommendation is you don't even have to listen to our review. I don't even know if that's worth it. <laughs> Skip the 10 minutes. Go to our next episode. We really should have prefaced the, the beginning of this. Like, hey, skip we, to we this We should have said it, but... Skip before. to this point for interesting content. Yeah. Because I actually do have things to say about our next album, uh, which is uh, Aubrey Sellers' Far From Home. Um, so now this is a, a slight change, but I believe her exact genre would be Americana as opposed to just straight country music. Um, but that being said, still incredibly, you know, similar in a lot of ways. Um, but that being said, there's a, a good bit on this album that I actually enjoyed. There's a pretty solid of like really unexpected and interesting instrumentals on here that I enjoyed a lot. Um, and also with that being said, about two thirds of this album could have been removed and we'd have a pretty solid. So I, I think when I was listening to this one, you know, kind of like what we said about Kenny Chesney, you know, there's kind of two types of country music. There's the like upbeat kind of country and there's the like slow, sad kind of country. And this, that's what made this album hard for me is that the slow, sad kind of country on this album was as generic and boring as Kenny Chesney's. Yes, it was. And the upbeat stuff was actually really good. I mean, for the, I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed it. I, I, I agree. I thought there was a lot of interesting instrumentation and that, that kind of stuff. Like I picked up like some sounds that sounded like industrial music on here. Like it's really weird. Yeah. Um, and it's just not maintained throughout the album. I have a hard time because I don't know if the album really works without the kind of slow songs. I, I, you kind of have to have those in a country album, but I didn't like them, so it makes me very uh, on 50-50 on this guy. Um, I loved her voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's got a great voice. She's got a great voice. I uh, Yeah, I, I was pretty similar uh, to you guys. I thought, yeah, certainly the upbeat songs were a lot better than the slower ones. I thought My Love Will Not Change was a pretty solid track. Um that was I actually the, really liked that song. Yeah, I did enjoy that song. I, it, it was like like a true old school singing duet. Yeah, um, yeah. That was who, well done. Who is the the feature? The is it called the feature? I don't know. Uh, Steve Earle. I don't Steve know, Earl, but it sounds okay. vaguely familiar. I'm sure he's a pretty well known country singer, but I don't know much beyond that. But yeah, um, I I am a little surprised to say you guys like the instrumentals because um, to me they sounded, for the most part, I guess in certain areas they were good, but for the most part they sounded like kind of like they had potential but they just were boring like kind of like the beats on west side gun like had potential but they just didn't do anything with it no i i i agree with that somewhat um i i do think that they were i enjoyed them because they weren't exactly they weren't what i was expecting they they were completely unexpected and to me interesting in that regard but it was only on a couple of songs like three or four songs on your maybe five i don't remember exactly and when it wasn't doing those like interesting 
unexpected instrumentals with just like kind of like dissonant guitar, like even like some industrial sounding effects. Almost. Like it just sounded exact when it wasn't doing that. It sounded exactly like country from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Some of those parts sounded like the instrumentals on Danzig's album. <laughs> not quite that bad, but, yeah, or not, not quite that quite dull, that but, bad, but, but at certain points, like, it, it reminded me of Danzig. Like Danzig, like did a pretty good Elvis. Beyond that, it was bad. She's got a great voice. Beyond that, now granted, this is a lot better than Danzig, and I enjoyed a few elements of it, but that kind of reminded me of that. No, no, this will take me to my absolutely weirdest comparison that I will have all year, and this. I will preface this with, this is a lot more with the artist I'm comparing it to than it does Aubrey Sellers. But on Worried Mind, the instrumental, just like kind of like the winding guitars coming in and out uh, periodically, it reminded me a lot of the instrumentation from Downward Spiral off Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely an interesting comparison. Yeah, like... <laughs> I love, I love Downward Spiral. I know. I, I love that to, song. Like I was I'll literally to listen listening to, to that again. album right before I heard this one, and that's why I was like, "Wait, hold Wait the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> this I will have to go like back and listen to that. That and intrigues me. It's really weird, and like I said, it doesn't make it doesn't improve my enjoyment of the song "Worried Mind" at all. But it might make me enjoy uh, "Downward Spiral" a little bit more. Huh. But yeah, just kind of a interesting random take. But, that is uh, very interesting. I did actually take notes on this one. I didn't even bother on Kenny Chesney because like yeah. 30 seconds into that album, I was like, all right, I don't have anything more to say about this album. And um, that didn't really happen to me where I just had absolutely nothing to say until probably like the last five songs or so. Um, although, except for on um, Troublemaker, which is pretty close to the end, um, that really weird like slide bass sound effect going on and that i really like that do you guys know what i'm talking about i don't remember it uh i know i don't remember it to be honest i had a pretty similar like overall album composition experience like 8 9 10 11 12 were kind of eh. didn't i got so bored to say at besides trouble troublemaker yeah. but like the yeah. first few songs i was all i was actually decently into it and then i just got increasingly bored as it went on and by the end of it it you know, it really fell a couple notches for me just because it didn't throw anything my way. Yeah. Um, so the first two, the first two songs, I I really liked actually. Um, Far from home, I, I like the instrumentation on there. Um, it reminded me a lot of the final track off of Marigold. Yeah, mm. it did. Um, just like like the the drone on there, except just you know she's singing over it. And I mean, if you remember that episode, like I gushed over how much I love that song and I, I really really love this song as well uh, My Love Will Not Change um, probably my favorite song on the album um, I, I love the duet uh, she has like some like electronic sound effects going on with the instrumentation um, I really enjoyed it um, uh, this song her voice reminded me a lot of uh, Alexandra Savior actually yes um, that song in general just reminded me a lot of Alexandra Savior yeah and then at Lucky Charm, which is only the third song on the album, I was like, where did anything good go? <laughs> like, yeah, it went down. Everything that I fast. liked in the first two songs was just gone by the third song. 
And like it comes up momentarily here and there throughout um, throughout a couple songs. And they're like said, like on Troublemaker. Oh, um, and one thing that I want to I want to say about the instrumentation is on Glad. Is that not the most cliched drum intro in the history of music? <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like all the creativity was just completely gone by them. Uh, you want to talk about that? I mean, the closer was probably more country cliche than anything Kenny Chesney did. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't one town's trash is another that. town's treasure. Yeah, by that point, <laughs> I had kind of tuned out. I, I was pretty much completely checked out of the album by that point, but I do remember hearing that it's like, God, oh, this is so fucking annoying. That song was the that was the point on this album that was actively bad. The rest of the album was pretty solid. That was not. I don't know if I'd say solid, but I definitely so I I disliked some points on the album, but I don't know that they were like bad so much as they were maybe bland or not to my taste. That song was bad. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'd agree. I'll agree with that. Oh, Th- this was was not much for me. This week did absolutely nothing to change my opinions on country music. And yeah, I mean, same here. I, I didn't dislike this one, but I didn't like anything on it enough that it's like, yeah, I'm a country guy now. No, I mean. Yeah, I, I didn't hate this album. I even very much enjoyed some parts of it. But there's nothing in this album that's making me go, I'm going to listen to a different Aubrey Sellers album. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. I, maybe it's just my taste, but I'm I'm not particularly interested in seeking any of this kind of stuff out again yeah. further. That's yeah, I didn't hate it, but it's it's going relatively low for me just because of the lack of, of kind of any songwriting. There were a few bits and pieces that sounded good, and then for the most part, it was pretty... Uh, pretty dull for me I, I put this actually fairly middle um just because i think eh, about half the album was pretty decent i thought so about eh, half the way up the list maybe i don't know uh mine isn't like it's mine's definitely my rank for this it's definitely not in the pits but it's definitely not very good do you guys want to take a minute and just kind of say like what we would like country music to do to not be what it is today be interesting <laughs> do something say something I don't know <laughs> that's yeah, not my job that's their job <laughs> I want it to exp- I, well okay for one I want I want lyrics to move away from 30 year old country cliches I want I want country artists to stop acting like political candidates pandering to an audience and saying all the buzzwords I want them to actually make a statement you know, make a personal statement, make a sure, make a political statement, but avoid cliches, you know, stop tell, stop saying what you think people want to hear and start putting out content. So um, I definitely agree with just about everything you said, like, yeah, like have your music make an artistic statement like there needs to be a point of this album other than just. I'm going to appeal to white people in the South and sell lots of records and make a lot of money. Like while living in California. Yeah. Like <laughs> nothing yeah. on here felt genuine to me in any way. And I haven't heard anything genuine from country music almost ever. And 
like I, I know, like I said, I don't listen to a ton of it, so definitely keep that in mind with what I'm saying. But it it's just so disappointing to me that an entire genre of music that used to be truly great, a, a truly American art form, is just reduced to this. Yeah. So I think at its core, country is very similar to hip-hop. I think, you know, it's it's kind of about, and maybe this will come across as controversial sounding or whatever, but it, it really is, at its core, trying to appeal to a largely, what, let's face it, minority kind of group of people. And not the minority in the sense that these are all white dudes, but minority in the sense that, you know, there's not a whole lot of people in the target audience here. The kind of rural, small town way of life in America is not a huge thing anymore. Or at the very least, it's way out of the headline. And and the problem, though, is unlike hip-hop, which is very much about, like, change and progress and stuff like that, the, the core here kind of rejects that, right? It's if you take this kind of representing a smaller community that's different from the mainstream or whatever, except you're rejecting any kind of progress or any kind of change, it makes it really hard. It, especially, I mean... You can't experiment in terms of instrumentation because the instrumentation is part of what makes it country music. Uh, the people don't really want to progress or change anything. I would say for the most part, the political statements are unpopular outside of the community. I mean, it's... Uh, I have a hard time because I don't know what I would change to improve country music that would make it not country music, you know? At what point am I just doing some Texas blues if I play the guitar a little faster, or bluegrass, or folk, you know? I, I have a really hard time saying, what do, I, what do I change that keeps country at the core of what it is that makes it more appealing to me? So you're saying that the entire genre of country has backed itself into a creative corner? I, I really do, because I think it, it has a really niche target audience, and... And I don't see how you keep that audience and do something fresh. I mean, it's well, not the, that niche of a target the, audience. I mean, Kenny yeah. Chesney's huge. And, and, and well, the interesting thing is, is yeah, the, the lyrics seem like they're niche because they talk about small towns. But I mean, most country fans probably live in big cities, but they have a small town affiliation or or they feel like they would belong there. Like, it's not necessarily that they are necessarily from that type of community or environment i mean there's a ton of people in big cities who love country music i mean look at tucson like look at country thunder look at look at any city you know there's gonna be a lot of country fans but but those people think of themselves that way right they they think of that association and i don't right if if you weaken that association and you you weaken those things you know you weaken the kind of if you change the message you're gonna lose that connection and make it really hard to i don't think they have to change the message so much uh or i don't think they have to change the gist of the message i just think they have to change how it's said because i mean if you're saying it's basically become like the tabloid you know commercial version of small town living so we've lost all the substance we've lost uh any mention of any specific ideas or 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 views or lifestyles and we've just gotten kind of the cookie cutter buzzwords so i think you can totally delve into the same kind of of messaging and same kind of communication just in a way that's actually personal you know like look at hip-hop like 
yeah, sure. There's a lot of themes that that are uh, common across a lot of different rappers, but most of them are telling their own personal stories to some degree. Yeah, at least that's, it's interesting. That's a huge problem yeah. is that a lot of the a lot of the country artists are are pop acts. You know, they don't actually represent what they're talking about, which is tricky. Um, yeah, I mean, but that happens in rap too. I mean, look at all the quote unquote gangster rappers who never actually lived that lifestyle, but they can still <sighs> produce interesting, <laughs> interesting music. <laughs> Shots fired. But, but, um, but no, I one mean, thing I did kind of want to touch yeah. on that you said, Ben, is um, like this music. It's just regurgitating, you know the same cliched talking points that it is is hip-hop not also kind of doing that like it is but i mean hip-hop hip-hop has been some really kind good of about examples. like fucking bitches slanging drugs living on the streets and all that for since its inception sure but there's no kendrick lamar of country hip-hop is doing this to the nth degree they just have some really shining examples of how to do it better and yeah. of people doing the things ben's talking about there is just as much bad hip hop as there is bad country music. It's just oh, absolutely. Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of prominent, but there's more really good, good yeah. progressive country guys. I mean, who's pushing the genre forward in country? At least in hip hop, you can name those. Dudes. All the dead people. Yeah, Patsy Cline is pushing the genre forward. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the, the last person that did a really good job to me of doing anything slightly different in country was Taylor Swift's Red album. And she's just kind of gone full pop since then. I mean, she pretty much just admitted that country music is like pop music and and did that. And and I think that honestly, though, it makes sense because it's to what Ben's talking about earlier is these are for the most part. Yes, there is the, the small actual rural communities, but it's a it's a largely not rural community that has this kind of connection. And like that kind of album did that perfectly where you you kind of blend that transition of this is how I think of myself, but also this is who these people really are for the most part is standard suburban people, right? It, The blending of the country and the pop makes a lot of sense because really the target audience kind of exists like that, maybe? I, it's hard to say. I, I I have a hard time figuring out how... I mean, it sells. Yeah, clearly it sells. It's very popular. Um, it's become a business more than an art form. I mean, that's just, unfortunately, the state of it. Yeah, I I have to agree. And I, and I, I do think the point of, like, ha- not having a core group, not necessarily a core group, but, like, not having some artists where they're not necessarily trying to be successful. They're trying to, you know, make artistic statements within country is definitely to the detriment. Like, they're... they're it, like, um, Marigold was definitely the most interesting country album I've heard in ages. And that's not even really country, just, you know, country inspired. And I, and I really do think that's what country music really needs to do to evolve at this point. And see, that's the trick, though, is because the second you do something like Marigold, it doesn't feel like country anymore. Because it's so intrinsic to the genre that specific instrumentation and those kind of things that's that's why i think they're in a corner to a degree to me uh marigold sounded country to someone that doesn't listen to country it sounded country or yeah, well, and, and maybe it sounded country inspired maybe that's a, ca- a caveat we need to put on this whole discussion is we aren't country music guys maybe these guys are out there and exist and they're just not crazy popular and and we just don't know about them 
but the country music that makes it makes it to my ears has these problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it's just in a really bad spot to me, in my opinion. And it it there's nothing going on that there's nothing going on that requires anything more than just a casual listen. It's to me, when I'm listening to music. I am, mo- I am most intrigued and I get most enjoyment from doing deep listens to music, really figuring out like the meanings to their words, you know, understanding how they're the transitions and songs and all that, like doing really deep listens into what the, the artist's statement is trying to be. And nothing I hear in country does that. And like, I, I couldn't do a deep dive into Kenny Chesney if I tried. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just not a whole lot there beneath the surface. I don't think anyone could do a deep listen to that album. There's nothing there. Yeah, like it's just, you know, my twanging guitar, my drums that's produced in the exact same way that country music was produced 30 years ago. And it's, yeah. You know, and the material's there too, though, because I think it would be... I would be super interested. You know, you have somebody who actually came from this like small rural background. If they really came out and did an album that got really deep, you know, politics or whatever aside, got really deep into the, and by aside, I mean coming out however they come out, got in, you know, the decline of the rural lifestyle in America, the kind of maybe marginalization of the, you know, relevance of that kind of lifestyle i mean like you know not a lot of people think about farming think about these kind of things but they are kind of life-sustaining interests i mean there's something there i I feel like there would be something very compelling to write about but i just haven't heard it or at least i haven't heard it in an interesting way yeah i I mean because it seems like everything's so surface level it it would be really interesting to hear a deep dive into that i mean because i mean clearly look at the political climate these feelings exist but I haven't heard somebody really kind of talk from the heart about it in a musical way on a country album, which I think would be cool. I mean, yeah, and even if I disagree with like the political statements they're saying, like I'd at least like to hear them in a well yeah. thought out manner. Yeah, I, I, I would love to hear a really interesting, thoughtful take on that kind of stuff versus a lot of this. You know, I drive a truck. I live in a small town. I okay. go fishing. We. We assume these things. If we come into that with that is the background, that's what we expect of you. Tell us how you're feeling about things, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this community's angry right now. Why are you guys angry? What? But I, you just don't get it. And it's probably because it's, you know, big city liberals writing and recording all the music that are trying to sound like small town conservatives. <laughs> it's yeah. such a commercialized well, they, they genre. There's no way that's exactly. going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a genuine or heartfelt statement, either, either uh, you know, politically and lyrically, or or even musically speaking, either. But if if even if I didn't agree with what they ended up saying, I would love to hear it said. Yeah, like I mean, say like the, the coal mines in Kentucky, for example. I mean that that entire way of life is not going to exist in 10, 20 years. Like. That's obviously hard on a lot of people. That's why, like, the whole take is controversial to any degree, is because, like, yes, we do need to, you know, change to alternative forms of energy, but that doesn't discount, you know, the hundred, the thousands of people that's entire lives are going to be uprooted because of that. 
And yeah, I would love to hear one of those people put it on a record and and tell us tell us about their experience with that. I mean, God, that would be so interesting. I feel like, and yeah, I just haven't haven't seen it. No, not at all. Anyway, I think we're we're rambling somewhat at this point. So, yeah. any any last things you guys want to say about either the album or country music as a whole? Nah. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Please join us next week where we will be listening to Lady Gaga's Chromatica and Shabaka and the Ancestors. We were sent here by history. So coming up with more pop and more jazz next week. And I'm actually very excited because this is going to be very different jazz than our last jazz review. So uh, I'm excited. Me too. So thank you all very much for listening and see you uh, next week. Have a good night.